This is In Residence, Town Hall Conversations. I'm Steve Scher, the scholar in residence at Town Hall Seattle for the fall of 2014. Am I hard to hear? 50 million people in the U.S. have some form of hearing loss. Another 17% deal with vertigo, or, like me, tinnitus. Having trouble hearing at home is hard enough. Work can be worse, as Catherine Boughton discovered. Over a number of years, the longtime New York Times editor became aware that it was getting harder for her to hear what her colleagues were saying in editorial meetings, harder to hear what was happening on the bus, on airplanes, at home. She left the paper and wrote a bestseller about gaining control over her hearing loss. Shouting won't help. Why I and 50 million other Americans can't hear you. She was in Seattle to inaugurate Town Hall's new hearing loop system. This technology means that if you wear modern hearing aids, you can tap into the sound system and hear speakers and music with much greater clarity. What it means is that somebody uh, with a hearing aid or with a cochlear implant can go in um, and simply flip the dial, uh, their programming dial, to the telecoil program, and then they can hear the speaker right in their ear, uh, so that it brings, it's as if the speaker's talking three feet in front of you instead of 30 feet in front of you. What is this technology? Is it an actual physical loop that goes through the building? Yeah, it's a wire that goes around the room, and so as long as you're within the wire, um, your hearing aid acts as the receiver. Not all hearing aids have this um, program, the telecoil program, and uh, but if you have a 60% and and growing, I think, do have that program. So it's a wireless technology, and the speaker wears a, or speaks into a microphone. So it doesn't work for, like, live opera or something like that. It has to be a mic'd performance. Um, but uh, it, it's great for readings and for lectures and for any kind of... Um, any kind of public event where you have a speaker on a stage and, and an audience. The... Um, the usable uh, distance for the hearing aid microphone, I've been told, is six feet. Beyond six feet, you're really not hearing anything. So um, with the hearing loop, it's bringing that, you know, that 35-foot voice up to right into your ear. And it is great. I've been in a number of lectures that have been looped, and I've been amazed. How, how widespread is this right now? Is it just starting out, or is this pretty widespread, this technology? How widespread is it? Um, it depends how active the community is, and um, I don't know how widespread it is in Seattle. My guess is that this will be a very receptive community. There's a really active hearing loss group here, and um, Washington State has been in the forefront of uh, getting captioning devices in movie theaters, which is another big issue across the country. So I have a feeling they'll be quick to move into looping. Um, most, the most active state for looping is Wisconsin because there's a very active looping um, person there, Juliet Sturkins, and she and her husband um, have uh, actually her husband installed many of the loops, um, but they're 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 big proponents and they've gotten a lot of public facilities looped. It usually starts with um, uh, places of worship huh? because. Um, you know, the minister or rabbi or priest, uh, churches and uh, temples are often not very acoustically uh, good because they're beautiful and they have high ceilings and they're gothic. And um, so 
Um, you know, they want the congregation to be able to hear what they're saying. So a lot of them have invested in loops. They've been, been early adopters of this. Um, I know this is an obvious question, but what's the wider social good of installing technologies like this? Well, uh, one in five people in America has some degree of hearing loss, and that goes from anybody from teenagers up. Um, that hearing loss is cumulative, obviously, as you get older. So by the time you get to be 80, 80% of 80-year-olds have hearing loss. Um, most people, I think once we begin to overcome the stigma of aging that comes with hearing loss, which is something that I'm working really, really hard to, to do, um, you know, people will be getting hearing aids. It means that they can remain active in public life. They can go to uh, political debates, you know, they can be at town hall meetings, they can be part of their church um, and be able to hear without having to, uh, you know, have some kind of a special device. For a lot of people with hearing loss, those infrared devices where you put um, a headphone on, something in your ears, you can't use a hearing aid with an infrared device. So for somebody like me, I can't hear a thing without my hearing aid. And I have a cochlear implant in the other ear, so I have no hearing in this ear at all. So those infrared devices are useless. Um, so this is this is really a, it's a passive technology once it's installed, you know, and maintained um, for the for the users, uh, the people in the audience with hearing loss. It's um, they're just you know they hear as well as anybody else in the audience without having to point out that they're hearing. A lot of people still don't want to you know like this. Um, holding up an ear, you know, whatever you call those old horns to your ear. Yeah, people, um, this allows you to hear without having to make any, ask for any special accommodations or do anything else. Um, Well, I hate having to explain the fact that I have tinnitus and that I have something in my ear to mask it. It is, there is a, stigma is not the right word, but there is an embarrassment to it. Well, you get used to it. I actually thought you had a Bluetooth device in your ear. It is a Bluetooth device. But everybody wears Bluetooth devices, (laughs) so what's the difference? Well. Um, There's even now a, um, there's another uh, kind of cheaper, not exactly hearing aid device called a PSAP, Personal Sound Amplification Program, and they are now being made to look like a Bluetooth device. Um, They're much more obvious than a hearing aid, but people don't seem to have the same problem with wearing you know, this big thing coming from their ear across to their mouth as they do with wearing a... I have a completely invisible hearing aid, and it's a very powerful hearing aid. Um, my cochlear implant is not invisible at all, though, and um, most people who have them are so happy to have them that they're happy to talk about them and um, to show off that they wear them. Just are you happy to have yours? Yeah. It uh-huh. looks like this. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's a big earpiece, much bigger than a hearing aid, and... It's connected by a wire to a magnetized uh, transmitter, I guess. I'm not sure I have the vocabulary right. And then implanted in my head is a um, miniature computer that converts the signals that are coming from here to here uh, directly to my cochlea. So it bypasses all of the damaged hair cells in the inner ear, bypasses um, the inner, goes directly to the cochlea and then to the auditory nerve and then to my brain. Hmm. So, hmm. Have, uh, have you ever imagined what it would be like if you hadn't had these technologies available? <laughs> yeah, um, I would be completely deaf. I would be sitting in the corner and um, 
I'm sure I would probably probably would be dead actually because you know I've, I'm um, I I remain a very active person because I can hear but if I couldn't hear I I'd, I'd, I'd withdraw I'm sure I'd be really depressed I'd probably kill myself um, and um, if not I would just be the you know cranky old person who sits in the corner so it's no it's amazing I am so grateful that I live in this period of technology and also I mean people with hearing loss complain all the time about hearing aids. Um, but I think really, I think one of the things we have to do is start thinking the way you just expressed it, is that, you know, hearing aids are great. They allow us to hear. Sure, they have a few flaws. They're very expensive. Um, but um, they're technology that allows people to hear who 20 years ago would not have been able to hear, and certainly not as well as they can hear through today's hearing aids. So there's room for improvement, but um, I'm... If I'm if I have to be deaf, this is when I would like to be it. So, I was reading a blog post uh-huh. about your flying experience. Uh-huh. What happens to you when you fly? You can't hear the announcements. Oh, <laughs> I can actually now. I must have been a pretty old one. I've gotten to hear much better over the past year as I've. Um, gotten more accustomed to my cochlear implant, but also as I've become more open about my hearing loss, I find that I actually hear better. Um, and uh, my blog is not the same one you read, I think, but the blog I have now is called Hear Better with Hearing Loss. And I do actually believe that if you acknowledge your hearing loss, you're able to, um, you are able to hear better. You know better how to um, position yourself relative to somebody. You're not embarrassed to talk about it. Um, you ask people to repeat themselves, and but also you learn, I think, um, all sorts of techniques like where to sit in a room. You learn to speech read. Um, you learn to read body language. Uh, so I actually do believe that your hearing really gets better when you're open and um, about hearing loss instead of always trying to pretend that everything's fine. You miss, I missed so much for so many years by pretending that I could hear everything. I couldn't. Catherine Bowden is author of Shouting Won't Help, Why I and 50 Million Other Americans Can't Hear You. She was in Seattle to inaugurate Town Hall's new hearing loop system. She was on stage with Seattle's own Mike James. You can hear their talk, as well as many other Town Hall presentations, at the website townhallseattle.org. And you can find more of these conversations at iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Scherer.